1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com awards show. I was going to wait until this weekend. There are no big wrestling events, no big MMA events this weekend, but Wrestle Kingdom 11 happened in the wee hours of this morning, so I wanted to cover that as well. Uh, So we're going to combine this awards show with Wrestle Kingdom coverage. One of those men who won an award by one vote... We didn't make the Twitter poll because I didn't want to make you look like an egomaniac, Alex. Alex won Fightful.com podcast moment of the year for his promo that I hated on Jeff Hawkins by one vote for singing Shawn Michaels' theme song.
2: I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, I'd like to thank my agent, Bernie Lomax. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, my wife, without whom I don't even get up in the morning. Uh, it took a lot of marks. hard work. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I listen. You can't argue with the people. The people love me, Sean Rossap. I, I argue with one the people more, every day. One, one more pe- one more person than the people who love Vince Russo. But still, that's enough. It counts.
1: <laughs> Jesus, well, we have some awards to hand out. Of course, these are physical awards. We will be sending every person who actually wins one an actual award, which is so awesome, of course. It's it's just what we do. We'll start right from the top. Wrestler of the Year, and it was a total wash. Wasn't even close. AJ Styles, 87%. Kenny Omega, 7%. Roman Reigns, 5%. Okada, 1%. In my opinion, Alex, this was the right call. AJ Styles stepped into the WWE, overcame all of the, the obstacles put in front of him, busted through the glass ceilings, and he was my pick for Wrestler of the Year.
2: Yeah. Um, it's one of those moments in WWE that I'll never forget is uh, Is him coming out number three in the Royal Rumble in Orlando where TNA was taped for all those years and the people just losing their minds. And And, and the great thing was was the Roman Reigns face that he made in the ring when he saw AJ Styles was coming out. Like, what? It was was just a wonderful moment. And uh, he took that ball and ran with it all year long. He was great and absolutely deserved this award.
1: Now, before you guys say, well, why wasn't this person nominated? Uh, There were open nominations, you guys, through our contact form, through our discuss forums. Through our, our Fightful.com forums, go there, register at Fightful.com, absolutely free. You get access to stuff like that, podcasts, more podcasts than ever, and we're stepping it up in 2017. Uh, videos, exclusive interviews, live MMA boxing and wrestling coverage, all kinds of it. Female Wrestler of the Year, another dominant, dominant performance, Charlotte 54%, Sasha Banks took second at 19 Alexa Bliss at 16 Asuka at 11. Charlotte, I in, I in my opinion, they got this one right, too. There were a lot of leaps and bounds made for women's wrestling in 2016, and Charlotte was a big, big part of that, Alex.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. She she should have won it. I'm surprised that there it wasn't closer. You know, I mean, the fact that it was, you know, she had over 50% of the vote, and then the other three split the rest. Um you know, that Alexa bliss was so close to Sasha banks. That shows a lot of what she's able to do as far as connecting with the people, even though, you know, she's basically brand new on the main roster. Um, but yeah, I I think all four of these women and you can add Becky Lynch to that list and Bailey are, are great and uh, certainly deserving of being in that top four.
1: Uh, Andrew asked why we're not wearing suits or ties because I'm on my third podcast today. That's why (laughs) Man, I I'd have, to, I'd have to
2: bring my suit out of storage.
1: <laughs> well, I've else. got a few. I've got a few. This is my fourth show in oh gosh, less than twenty four hours, less than twenty hours.
2: Next right. next year, Sean Rossap tuxedos
1: will you do. do that. Hey, you do that. Uh, one of my buddies bought me a rash guard for MMA training that is a tuxedo. <laughs> That's good enough. Wrestling company of the year. This one's very interesting because WWE took eighty percent of the vote. New Japan took 18%, evolved 2%. But here's where it gets really interesting. WWE got 28%. SmackDown specifically got another 52%. WWE SmackDown, which was not its own brand six months ago, is the Fightful.com Wrestling Company of the Year. I think New Japan, had they not lost a lot of the guys that they lost, could have really, really, really made it close. I don't think they would have won because a lot of these are essentially popularity contests, yeah. but losing Styles, losing uh, key cogs of the Bullet Club, losing Ibushi for the majority of the year, losing Styles and Nakamura, that that hurts. But SmackDown, I I can't disagree with this one either.
2: Yeah, no, to me it's the thing that I cover Raw live every Monday and it's a slog just to get through it. But I never miss SmackDown Live because it's great. Because they they continually surprise me. Uh, they put on matches that are just better than the ones on Monday. They, they do things like an unexpected Dolph Ziggler heel turn. Um, and for me, uh, connected to the popularity of uh, SmackDown is talking smack. And this brand new, you know, shoot style kind of interview segments that really allow their, their uh, performers to get over naturally by just being themselves and giving these really great promos. The whole thing is just excellent.
1: We have Angle of the Year. Now, uh, Chris Jericho had a couple of nominations here for Jericho's Friendship and His List. The list got 24%. The, the Jericho friendship got 13%. Uh, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, hot potatoing the title got 13%. But the angle of the year, deletion. What a transformation Matt Hardy has made in his career. To the point to where a show that gets like three to 400,000 viewers got half the votes for most popular angle of the year. Great, Great for him. Yeah,
2: yeah. To me, like uh, he's he's one of the can't miss guys right now. If he does something, anything, it's going to show up on YouTube, and I'm going to find it and I'm going to watch it. Uh, they they did a uh, twelve days of deletion Christmas song uh, a couple weeks ago that was just brilliant and beautiful. Everything that they've done since he's become broken, Matt Hardy with the 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 from the contract signing. Where, where they did the, the side effect through a dilapidated table on the side of that ring and to, to, to Jeff Hardy chasing a drone on a dirt bike, uh, everything, everything that they've done on this whole angle has been brilliant, uh, genius, and I'm so happy that he's getting recognized, not just by Fightful, but all over the internet as being what he is, as is genius.
1: I'll share a story that maybe I haven't told on the air, before but when this started Matt called me like out of nowhere and we had like an hour long conversation about how excited he was for this angle and I had no clue it was going this far not a damn clue I don't know if he knew it was going to go this far but he's such a creative dude like he was laying a lot of this stuff out and it was just magnificent and he would troll me from time to time. I'd ask him for an interview, and he would send me a response in character or call me and leave a voicemail in character saying that he hoped my day was full of desolation. <laughs> he was real dedicated to this, guys, like to a degree that I couldn't believe. Uh, great for him. Wrestling or finisher, finisher of the year. I'm going to add a, a uh, nomination next year for individual... Move of the year, like singular move. This is finisher of the year. End of days took it at 36%. But here's the thing AJ Styles, as a person, took 51% of the voting between 33% Styles clash, 18% Phenomenal Forearm. My pick would have been the one winged angel at 13% between that or the end of days. Now, AJ Styles got over a move that he used as like, oh, I don't know, like a fourth or fifth move and made it a legit finishing move. And now we're at the point where he alternates between like three or four different moves. He did everything damn near perfect, but Baron Corbin, a guy who isn't necessarily really over, has apparently the most over move. That's pretty cool. And it's protected, Alex.
2: Yeah, that's – I think that's the biggest thing about the end of days is that at this point it is entirely protected, uh, which makes it seem more important and and a better finisher. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if it weren't for AJ Styles splitting the vote between his top two finishers in this poll, and let's be honest, between his top six finishers in real life, uh, I'm sure he would have won this uh, going away. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I love the end of the days. Um, I, I love that he can just seem seem to slap it on from anywhere. All it takes is a guy's forward momentum to do it. And it's, uh, the one he hit last night on Ziggler was beautiful. Uh, he, he, he puts these things on and it looks like it really hurts a dude.
1: Guys, leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We are about to unleash the content on you guys. Turn that little notification bell on too, and you'll know whenever we go live. Also, subscribe to us, iTunes and Stitcher, and of course visit fightful.com. Hey, you want? To, hey, I'm not the only verified account over there at fightful.com. We got lots of people. Matt Riddle, Shane Helms, Showdown Joe, and it's it. We're about to add some more. Yeah. Either way. Match of the year. Actually, wait, no, no, no. I I went down a little too far. Manager valet advocate of the year. Stokely Hathaway, there was a push for him to get this. He landed at 27% at second. Uh, and I, I agree with that. I think he was the second best manager valet advocate of the year. Paul Heyman got 17%. I don't think this was his finest year at all. Uh Lana got 10%, but the winner, and she should have been the winner, Maurice, because she transformed the Miz from down in the dumps, career low, to the most important, best he has ever been, and it transformed a title. It transformed people around them. I think Maurice more than deserved this.
2: Yeah, when I think of when I look back on this run that the Miz has had in 2016, to me. I will always picture them together. Um, just, it they were so great as that heel couple who thought they were better than everybody else. Um, I, I, you know, as much as I love the Miz and what he does on his own uh, to me, he seems much more heelish when he's there in that ring with his beautiful blonde wife standing next to him. You know, it's, it's very, very good. It adds to his character. I thought that everything she's, she's done finding different ways to, uh, to interfere in matches uh, with the uh, perfume to the eyes and uh, just all kinds of things that she did. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Maurice, and I really want this uh,
1: this run with uh, The Miz to last a long time. Wrestling return of the year. Shane McMahon took it at 42%, over Goldberg 31%, Seth Rollins 20%, Nikki Bella 7%. I knew this one was going to be a bit of a battle because Goldberg came back and had a monumental impact. Shane McMahon came back and it had a great pop, a lot of buzz, big match with the Undertaker. had had a bit of impact, but he's not there very much, neither is Goldberg really. But uh the people love Shane McMahon, Alex.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah, that that when he came back on that Raw in Detroit, uh that thing was that was nuts. I mean that that pop lasted forever. Uh, he's so beloved by the fans. I mean, he was—he was my guy like 15 years ago when he was taking belly-to-belly suplexes through glass walls from Kurt Angle. I—I I, I loved uh, Shane McMahon, and so it was so cool to see him back. Uh, Goldberg definitely has—you uh, know—was a return was a was a big deal. But they—they—they they, um, they presented that—you uh, know—kind of they kind of telegraphed it. Uh, my personal pick was just the moment for Seth Rollins sliding into the ring and giving a pedigree to Roman Reigns and Extreme Rules, uh, because that was, that was my personal biggest pop of the year. Uh, just, it was just such a really cool thing to see him come back from that injury, uh, and, and everyone just went nuts for him in that moment, and that was a really cool thing for him. But, yeah, I, I guess I, I, cause there's no way I could argue that uh, Shane McMahon's was the most uh, biggest moment. And we'll have to see what they did with Goldberg at the Rumble and Mania to see if that particular uh, return garners the most actual impact.
1: Promo of the year, this one wasn't even close. It wasn't the biggest domination, but it was one of them. Daniel Bryan, 84%. And we talk about, imagine a year or two ago, being told that Miz was going to have promo of the year. And it was going to be against Daniel Bryan, and he was going to get himself over at the expense of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. You would have been saying, why the hell is the Miz even near Daniel Bryan? Uh, Seth Rollins' return uh, got 5%. So did the AJ Cena-Ambrose promo, which was really good. And the Hardy contract signing at 6 But hard to argue with the Miz getting this. And talking smack has been his vehicle, has been the Miz show outstanding what he's been able to accomplish in 2016 yeah uh
2: that that promo the first one on Daniel Bryan uh was was a was a uh a wrestling moment that will go down in history like people 25 years from now will look back on this and say uh hey young kid if you haven't seen this you got to find this 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 video of this and watch it uh, it goes down in history with the stuff that we look back on now of, of Flair's best promos, you know, from, from the, you know, NWA days and stuff like that. And then okay, here's the thing. Last night, he completely went insane uh, on Talking Smack and possibly just delivered the promo of the year for next year. Uh, I mean, he's so good on this show and does so, so much with, uh, with his words uh, and his acting ability. Uh, that, you know, uh, there's really no other competition.
1: What do we have next? Match of the year. This was also a close one. Omega and Naito took 11%. Cena Styles at SummerSlam took 26%. DIY and Revival at NXT Toronto took 30%. The winner, Zayn Nakamura. And I'll tell you why I like this match so much. To me, a lot of things go into the best match of the year for me. If I see a couple people wrestling in front of 20 people, I don't care how, how good the match is. It's not going to make my match of the year, probably. And that's my own criteria. Base it on whatever you want. Zayn Nakamura was in front of a huge crowd in Dallas. It was Nakamura's first NXT match. It had a fantastic entrance, and we knew the outcome of the match before it happened. There wasn't any way Sami Zayn was winning this match. And during the match, they made me believe that somehow Sami Zayn was going to win this match. That is a work of art in its own, and I thought it was unbelievable. Now you're going to have people that are like, was it even the third or fourth best match that weekend? Uh, well, uh, tough titty, says the kitty, because apparently 33% of our voters thought it was.
2: Yeah, uh, I love the match uh, when it happened. The fact that it was a the first match of what has turned out to be an illustrious NXT career for Nakamura. As well as the last match in NXT for Sami Zayn, uh, that was a, a major deal, and uh, I, I loved it. Everything that you said about it is absolutely true. That that this is the match that gave us the "Fight Forever" chant, um, which I think is is uh, going to go down in history as something that was kind of amazingly uh, spur of the moment. Um, my personal pick was the um, the DIY revival at. Take over Toronto, that's the best tag match and one of the best culminations of that story uh, that I've ever seen. Um, but I, I have no qualms with giving it to Nakamura and Zayn.
1: The Re- Revival did not walk away empty-handed as this is a team that I would have never expected to be as over as they are with their wrestling style, but it's, it's new because it's old. It's they took 40% of the vote New Day who broke records took 29% the Broken Hardies took 16 the Young Bucks took 15 I couldn't I can't disagree the Revival were booked well they executed well they got themselves over I hope they can make a move to the main roster and really establish themselves but were you surprised that the Revival got 40% of the vote over New Day at 29
2: No um I mean, the New Day certainly had the longest reign, and they were mo- more important being on the main roster. But uh, as far as just uh, in-ring matches uh, of the year, you can say that the, at least three of the top five were revival matches. This, this one, the one at uh, TakeOver Toronto with DIY, the one at TakeOver Brooklyn 2 with DIY, uh, and the one that, uh, that they had with American Alpha at TakeOver Dallas. I mean, they were all just amazing. They had, they have one. They had the absolute best match that anyone will ever, ever get out of Enzo and Cass at Roadblock back in March. So they had four amazing tag matches. They're the they're the best tag team that I can remember ever seeing when they work at their
0: at the top of their game. A special Fightful podcast only staff only award coming up next. It is. Fightful.com Lucha Thing of the Year. What's your pick, Alex?
2: <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, I was, I'm so
0: unexpected. Uh, mine, uh, mine was when Ryback saved Kalisto from near death. Oh, yeah. In his last WWE match. People yes. want to say Ryback didn't care, that he didn't take care of people. Go back and watch his last math, match with Kalisto. He saved Kalisto's life. That is my Fightful.com Lucha Thing of the Year.
2: I'm going to go ahead and agree. Uh, if it's not that, it's, it's the good, good Lucha Thing, goddammit woo promo of, uh, of, of <laughs> Kalisto
0: on the draft night. Well, he came back to a no pop. Nope. No pop. Is my audio messing up? Somebody says... <laughs> I sound like a chipmunk on my voice. What the yeah, hell?
2: It's, it's, it sounds like you took a big old draft of a helium balloon.
0: Is it fixed now? Nope. Oh, wonderful. This <laughs> should be fun. <laughs> oh, this should be phenomenal. I can't, I can't let this stand. Oh, man. So, Alex, do you, do you have the awards up? I do. Okay, take us through wrestling event of the year while I try to fix this.
2: All right. Wrestling event of the year. Uh, This one didn't surprise. Uh, This was the same that I've seen at at many different uh, publications and websites. Uh, First of all, the runners-up, 15% went to SummerSlam. Uh, 17% went to NXT, TakeOver, Brooklyn 2, Back in the Habit. And 24% went to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 10. And the winner... With forty-four percent NXT Takeover Dallas, um, yeah, this is this would be my pick. Uh, if for those men- those uh, matches that I mentioned before, we we talked about uh, Zayn and Nakamura, as well as that uh, DIY versus American Alpha, with American Alpha winning the titles after their long, um, you know, chase for those titles. Um, and then we had uh, we had Balor versus uh, Samoa Joe. And that was the one, if I'm not mistaken, where Samoa Joe got opened up and was bleeding and they kept trying to stop the match. And he just went, he kept on coming. Uh, that was when we're also when Balor came out just as the, from the Texas chainsaw massacre. It's a great, great event. You're muted, man. This is, this is one of those wonderful, wonderful days where Sean Ross I'm trying to get through three podcasts and, uh, and eventually the whole thing just conks right out. This may be my first solo venture. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to move on to the next one. The announcer slash personality of the year, um, 4% went to the Pope. 15% went to Renee Young. 33% went to Mauro Ronaldo. Now, to me, Mauro Ronaldo is one of those guys who you love him or you hate him. So 33% of our audience loves Mauro Ranallo but the winner i think justifiably is Corey Graves uh i'm not telling you why i think that he should have won corey graves uh is able to play either heel commentator or face uh depending on which show he's he's running um but uh yeah i i um i really do um love the way he interplays with everybody he makes tom phillips into a fantastic broadcaster because of the way he interacts with people. I love Tory Graves, and I think he deserves this award.
1: Can you hear me?
2: I can. And no more chipmunk voice.
1: No echo? No echo. Oh, because I'm getting a crazy one from you, but it's my fault. (laughs) So this announcer of the year thing was was interesting to me because – Mauro Ranallo, uh, just kind of, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't a guy that a lot of WWE people knew about. Like he was just, he was the new Japan guy, but he was a guy that like people from boxing knew people from MMA knew, uh, new Japan knew him obviously. And Michael Cole stepped in and allowed this guy, not only him, he's Corey Graves mentor as well. And he stepped in and worked with both of these guys and, just phenomenal. I would love to hear them work together one day, though. Uh, the Pope, 4%. Renee Young, uh, 15%. Wrestling, shocking moment of the year. Goldberg-Brock finish, 53%. Shane McMahon return 19%. AJ Styles' Rumble debut, 19%. Styles beat Cena clean at 9%. It's hard for me to go with anything but Goldberg-Brock here, Alex.
2: As far as just straight up shock, yeah. I mean, you go back and listen to our post-Survivor Series podcast, uh, everybody, uh, if you missed it. Sean and I were both in shock. Uh, I was so in shock that I said that that moment ended wrestling. That's how in shock I was. I was out of my mind with shock. So, yeah, uh, it was absolutely the the most uh, shocking moment of the year
1: for me. Then we have, well, I'll move along to some of the combined awards because you don't know you're MMA. I don't. <laughs> Must see performer of the year. Conor McGregor took this with 55% over The Miz at 26%, over uh, Kenny Omega at 18%, over Lomachenko at 1%. Now, you don't know you're MMA. But you know enough to know who Conor McGregor is. Do you consider him almost or must see more than these other two performers? Now, i got to say this. Your Wrestler of the Year didn't get nominated for this. So I guess people, when Miz does stuff, people tune in.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, Conor McGregor is one of those things that he knows how to sell a fight. He knows how to react to a fight once it's happened. And then he knows how to fight in the ring. Like he's a showman through and through uh you you have to see him even if you you're not getting the pay-per-view you'll find a way to find uh to find at least the highlights of the match you'll find a way to watch the the weigh-ins and the pressers uh he's definitely can't miss my own personal uh pick for this uh in wrestling would have been matt hardy because whatever he does i'm watching um but i as far as like top top guy in wrestling uh going to the miz that's my number two so yeah I'm, i'm definitely uh definitely into
1: both of these uh, all these guys is my audio out again no it's good okay good just wanted to check just wanted to check had to do some adjusting on here i got to look at a different mic and all this stuff it's really weird google you guys google never mess with google hangouts uh ever
2: never they hold, a, they hold a grudge man
1: well i mean it's not that like i add the little effects and try to be cute and it screws it up it absolutely screws it up yeah. A true bummer. Top story of the year. 35% Daniel Bryan retires, 25% UFC sale, 21% TNA ownership battle, uh 19% WWE's New Japan raid. Had you told me 1 year ago from this week that there would be three stories bigger than the New Japan raid, I would have been like, "Man, this must mean that I'm going to become managing editor." of a new website because work is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. To me, uh, that, you know, when, when those guys came over from new Japan, it was a, a huge, a huge shocker, giant story. Uh, but you know, really only a few weeks later I believe was when we got the news that Daniel Biden was retiring and we, you know, it's one of those things If I don't know how shocking it was since he had been out for so long. Um, but Ohio, challenge what you
1: know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. dot org.
2: Never going to see Daniel Bryan in, in a WWE ring again. We were never going to get so many of those wonderful matches where we just we just had AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura come into the company, and then a few weeks later we were told, by the way, you're never going to get to see Daniel Bryan wrestling those guys. Um, yeah, so that was that was a huge story for me, um, and uh, something that certainly stuck with me for. You know, most of the spring is just trying to, rem- to have to remind myself, oh, that's it. That's right. I forgot. No more Daniel Bryan. Uh, so that, that's a definitely a big story for me.
1: Overall, must watch promotion of the year. Now, I, I didn't agree with this one. WWE won at 46%. UFC was second at 36%. New Japan, 16 Evolve at 2. I would have had this for UFC. They had a must watch year. In my opinion, Alex, I know you're not an MMA guy, right? What are your thoughts on this? Cause there were three wrestling companies involved.
2: Well, that's the thing to me is that, you know, WWE must watch. It's just, it's the biggest thing. So the big things happen in wrestling. I mean, there's, there's, if I only had, if I could only watch one, a company, it certainly wouldn't be WWE. Um, but uh, but I, but that's the biggest one. That's where all the, the big acts go. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, I, I guess if, if between those three that are out there, a lot of it is just the, because people who are voting for it don't watch New Japan. They don't watch Evolve. They, they, they say the must-watch thing is WWE because that's the one that they do watch. Uh, and as far as UFC goes, I can't deny that, that, that the unpredictability of those matches – the fact that they're not, you know, predetermined uh, certainly makes it more of a, I got to watch this now so I know what happens. Um, but,
1: yeah, definitely. Overall moment of the year, AJ Styles' Rumble debut 44% wins it. Conor McGregor getting two titles took 29%. Nakamura's Dallas entrance 16. Daniel Bryan retires at 11. I think this was the right move, although I that and the McGregor thing –
2: not yeah. bad, yeah. I mean, I wonder one of those things of, of uh, you know, our demographics and how and what this poll reached, uh, of how many of them were MMA first or wrestling first. Because I think if you're an MMA fan first, that moment of Conor McGregor holding the two titles, uh, after winning that match, uh, would probably be at the top of your list. And if you're a wrestling guy first, uh, or or girl. Uh, then, then, uh, then AJ Styles would probably take it over Connor. So, I mean, either of those things, those moments were both iconic and huge.
1: And, yeah, that, that's it for those awards. Alex, I'm going to kick you the hell off the podcast now, and hopefully, hopefully this thing still goes while I do the Boxing MMA Awards and talk Wrestle Kingdom. Right. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Uh, you
2: can find me at uh Palowski the fourth, P A W L O W S K I T H E, the numeral four T H over on the Twitters.
1: Alex, get the hell off the show. All right. Bye-bye. See ya. People, let me know that you can still hear me because kind of worried about that. I can't even pretend I'm not. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep my eye on that. Boxing moment of the year. Tyson Fury not giving a shit at 41%, barely beats Bernard Hopkins falling from the ring. 17% Pacquiao returns. 3% Blue beats Makabu. Tyson Fury got his title stripped, and he didn't care. He did not care. Uh, there's something impressive about that. That although it was unusual circumstances, boxing of boxing fight of the year. This one was the closest one we had. Vargas Salito took it at 39%. White Chisora I believe it is 35% blue Makabu, 26% pretty awesome pretty awesome uh, boxing didn't have the big headline fights in 2016 but it did have um it did have some good fights KO the year Alvarez over Khan Lomachenko over Martinez took 15% Nadam Blanco took 10%, uh, Alvarez Khan at 75% and a lot of that's because I think people knew who Alvarez was, people knew who Amir Khan was. And I think that helped the popularity did help in in these voting in this voting. Anthony Joshua took 56% fighter of the year, Usyk at 10%, Carl Frampton at 34%. I think that's the right move. He was he helped keep boxing afloat in my opinion this year. 2017 uh, is looking very, very, very promising for boxing, though. Like, I, I can't wait for it. We're getting maybe Tyson Fury back. You know, Klitschko is going to be back in the ring. Joshua Wilder. You never know if Pacquiao will fight. Mayweather's always eh, around. But you got some big names coming back. Like they hobbled into 2017, but I think they'll do well. The pay per view numbers that remains to be seen. MMA announcer and personality of the year. Joe Rogan took 62%. Cruz and Cormier tied at 15%. John Anik at eight. I would have had uh, Daniel Cormier here. I thought that he really, really improved leaps and bounds to the point where I think he should be a full-time analyst for the UFC. But Joe Rogan, like there are very few shows that are related to MMA and wrestling that I get a chance to actually listen to in my downtime. If you don't notice, we do a lot of of uh awards or not awards podcast also uh our lead boxing writer uh carlos toro says anthony joshua should get a lot of credit for carrying british boxing and revitalizing the heavyweight division that's that's true that's true now by the way carlos covering an, an event at the barclays center this month for us as well but this this personality of the year thing i listen to joe rogan's podcasts in my downtime i listen to brendan Schaub's in my downtime also, Bruce Pritchard's. I think. I think. I think he has a great show as well. But that says a lot about his personality. MMA event of the year. These MMA awards really showed that popularity pays off, and what sticks in the mind matters. Conor McGregor overall took ninety four percent of the voting. Between McGregor Diaz two at forty three percent, Alvarez McGregor at thirty two percent, McGregor Diaz one at nineteen percent. Meanwhile, my pick for event of the year was 206. Pettison Holloway only got 6%. It's hard to disagree with the type of fight that they had. By the way, I'll just go ahead and hit you with this. McGregor-Diaz, two, fight of the year, 60%. Over my choice, Choi Swanson at 22%. Lawler-Con at 12%. Cruz-Dillashaw, 6%. Those kind of go hand in hand. It's hard to deny that fight. People in mainstream media like Colin Coward were calling this R. R. Lee Frazier of MMA. You can't disagree with that. Here's one I did disagree with. SBG won camp of the year. 50% over American top team, 6% elevation, 6% AKA. American top team should have won this. They should have won this. The McGregor name, had we not put McGregor in parentheses, I think American top team would have won that. I'll just say that much. Moment of the year, McGregor winning two titles, hits at 45%. Diaz beating McGregor, 27%. Nunez KOing Rousey, 23%. Michael Bisping winning the UFC title, that's 5%. I think I voted for Bisping because it's it's a moment I did not see coming. But uh, Conor McGregor transcends MMA, and he's something special. Diaz choking out McGregor. One submission of the year over uh, Misha Tate choking out Holly Holm. Mackenzie Dern's rear naked choke is what I voted for, and Skelly over Blanco. This helped make Nate Diaz a big star, and the shame of it is he may never fight again unless it's Conor McGregor and may not even fight McGregor. Rumble Johnson won KO of the year, 32%, and his knockout over Glover Teixeira. Uh, Romero got 25% and his knockout over Weidman. Lando Venata's spin kick, my personal vote, got 24%. And Dan Henderson knocking out Lumbar got 19%. Dan Henderson's was really fun because when have you seen Dan Henderson head kick anybody? Then on the way back, he just catches the guy with an elbow. Lando Venata's spin kick was great because it, it kept his, um, it kept his mystique about him. He came out of that Tony Ferguson fight with some mystique, and I think that was really cool. But Rumble Johnson, it was like there were a stack of bricks, and he just pushed them over. That's what happened whenever he caught Glover with that knockout. MMA Promotion of the Year, this was a wash. World Series of Fighting got zero votes. Ryzen 5%, Bellator MMA 7%, UFC at 89%, and it's hard to disagree. They had an awesome year. I disagreed with this one. Fighter of the year, Conor McGregor. I would have had him third behind Garbrandt and Cerrone. McGregor at 72%, Garbrandt 14%, Cerrone 8%, Bisping 6%. But that's that's popularity for you guys. That's just the way it is. He had a great year. He did something nobody else ever did. He drew more money than anybody else ever has. So, hey, I'm not mad at it, but... I would have given it to somebody who didn't lose, but not hating on that decision at all. Our full awards are over on the podcast page at Fightful.com. Now we're going to talk some Wrestle Kingdom 11. I was happy to see some guys in the in the New Japan Rumble, like Cheeseburger, Billy Gunn, Scott Norton, Yoshitatsu, some familiar names. Michael Elgin won. He dominated, eliminated five people, started number one, went all the way through pretty cool to see and he eliminated Scott Norton who was like a nice little prototype for him Tiger Mask W versus Tiger the Dark that was a fun little match it was Kota Ibushi versus ACH under masks six and a half minutes this was to promote the the comics or anime or whatever it is hardly gonna hate on that it was you know if you're crossing over into America. I don't know if this is what you want to open with. Maybe put this on the pre-show, but two very talented people. Young Bucks versus rapongi Vice. rapongi Vice won to become the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions. Uh, there were some things the Bucks did that I didn't like. like They came out with like four sets of titles, one of which were custom. It kind of takes away from the titles that are being defended in my opinion. I, I like the work. That was, that was cool, but I think it took away from the titles that were being defended, and even they said, you have those titles, but you don't have these afterwards, and held up the Ring of Honor titles. I think they were. Uh, This was a lot better than the four-way matches, I thought, and some people disagreed, but it was a good change of pace. You can't have the same thing every year, and I thought this was a good change of pace, and the Young Bucks are going to keep doing what they do, and some people like it, some people don't, but I do. I enjoy it. Um. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that this is – their gimmick is that they are indie stereotypes, and they play it very well. Los Ingo uh won a gauntlet match for the six-man never open weight championships. I thought there was a real missed opportunity here to have some sort of interaction between Will Osprey and Ricochet, but Will Osprey got a little sloppy in this match. This was kind of a cluster to me. In Bernobili's winning was good for me. I think that, that was the right move. You've got a few really good stables in New Japan right now, and they, I think moving them into this role was good. I never thought that I would like Evil's work, but, but I do. So glad, glad to see them pick up a win. Cody Rhodes defeated Juice Robinson. This was mediocrity personified. Uh, cool to see two guys that left on their own accord from WWE on this scale of a show. Pretty cool uh, stuff there. Also, Dusty and Dustin Rhodes competed on this event, not this event, but the January 4 Tokyo Dome event 25 years ago. So nice to see Cody doing it 25 years later. Adam Cole defeated Kyle O'Reilly to become ROH World Championship. I'm sure this will be lamented on Ring of Honor TV forever. You got to, they're making the most of this exchange. And right here, you had a guy in Kyle O'Reilly who hasn't re signed with ROH, getting the title pulled from him. I've never personally seen the fuss about Adam Cole. He's a good worker, smart dude, very smart dude, really athletic. But hey, I've seen far worse choices. Kyle O'Reilly's one of my favorite workers in the world. This fuels the speculation is he going to WWE? He'd be a type of worker I would love to see in the WWE because he's the type of guy who can do a lot of really cool stuff and does a really cool style that I don't necessarily think has to be watered down by WWE. And they do that with a lot of people. So I think that he would r- help revolutionize WWE. He does a, an MMA style that is so good. Like when I've worked a few matches, I, oh, I've stolen some of his stuff and Kushida's stuff, which I'll talk about in, in a moment but the future of kyle o'reilly that's going to be an interesting story for this year and with nxt needing more and more buzz he would be a hell of a get a hell of a get chaos defeated gorillas of destiny and gbh for the tie, iwgp tag titles wasn't my kind of match i've been critical of gorillas of destiny in the past but i thought they performed pretty well uh here Chaos winning, sure. This was a different type of match because usually it's a one-on-one match for, for this at the Tokyo Dome, but they switched it to the three-way while they made the junior heavyweight tag title more traditional. Sure, fine, whatever. I mean, really the last third of this show is what it's built on anyway. We have uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeating Kishida. Uh, I love Kishida. Kishida is an unbelievable worker. His his uh, use of the double wrist lock as, as someone who loves catch wrestling like I do, it warms my heart. Go back and watch that Kyle Riley match last year. It, it's something special and i was not a kamatachi fan going into this i am going out of it they had a really cool spot where he hit a death valley driver into the corner also like uh working on boxing rings a lot of a lot of people have to train in boxing rings one of the benefits is you learn how to work out of a corner and having those long pads really benefited Takahashi and Kishida here, because that dirt Death Valley driver into that corner, that was magnificent. That was beautiful. It set up the finish, and it should have. Uh, Takahashi also hit a sweet, like, victory roll bomb out of the corner. That was just outstanding. And like I said, I, I was not a fan of his ROH work before this, uh, Kamatachi. I certainly was a fan of this match. It, it it made me glow. I was very happy. And Kushida is just that dude to me. That dude who got over a closed fist punch. That's, that's why I think the closed fist punch should be protected in WWE. We see it knock people out in UFC all the time. Just make them open up their fist. The difference in this and this is a big deal. A big, big deal. Get back to that. Get back to it. Why not? Look what it's done for Kashida. He catches somebody off the ropes with a close fist punch, and it looks legit. It looks awesome. Katalos in our chat says, G.O.D., we're getting better slowly. They'll have a good year in 2017. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, Tamatanga and Bad Luck like Fale passed up WWE. So, I hope they have a good year. Tamatanga, I think, has a cool look about him, too. Hiroki Goto, Shibata... Wasn't a fan. I know some people will will not like to hear that. Wasn't a fan. I'm not a big fan of no-selling German suplexes. I'm cool with no-selling some stuff. And and if you're going to no-sell a German suplex, I'll say this. Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome, 40,000, right place to do it. Just wasn't my thing. I did like the storyline of Goto winning a big one. And the Never Openweight Championship is a big one. But when you have eight title matches and like, oh gosh. Like 20 sets of titles being shown off on your, on your show. I wonder what that means for the titles. Somebody says, well, bullet, Cl- any more bullet club members jump to WWE in 2017. I'd love to see Adam Cole and SmackDown myself. Um, maybe Adam Cole, maybe Adam Cole. Yeah, it, the Goto Shibata match was hard hitting, and it's going to be. It, that, that's that's what it is, and I think either one of these guys can seamlessly transition in and out of the top, out of a top IWGP Heavyweight Championship scene if they want to, because they're they're that good. They they're that good, but this just wasn't my cup of tea. Maybe it was your cup of tea, and that's absolutely fine. Naito Tana, Tanahashi, this is a fine match. You gotta you gotta understand to me, everything that was sandwiched between Kishida and Takahashi and then Okada Omega was kind of there for me. It was fine. But it wasn't just blow away Wrestle Kingdom outstanding to me. Naito getting the win, retaining the Intercontinental Championship. They took this guy from a guy I couldn't stand, face, heel, no matter what. And he's must watch. He's 34 years old, so he's probably got about 70 years left in New Japan, knowing him. He's over. He got over naturally. He transformed himself. We got John Morehouse who's going to write a a feature saying that Roman Reigns should be booked more like Naito. And I completely agree. And uh, it's so easy. It's so basic. And WWE won't do it. You got a guy who just followed the blueprint. And it's infuriating that they won't do it. Tanahashi's still putting on good matches. And I don't know how that dude can walk. Just the the way that he, the way that he goes at it. But um, it, it, it's just a level of respect that I have for very few other wrestlers in in the business of wrestling in, in the sports entertainment business. Old Sam Ole Sammy Olay says WWE fails to book faces properly. Yeah, they do. They really do. People want the Conor McGregor's. They want. Somebody who's cool. They don't want a hokey dork. Omega Okada. Watch this match. This is one of... I'm going to let it resonate. I'm going to let it wait, but first reaction was, top five match I've ever seen in my life. 45 minutes... 46 and a half minutes, 47, something like that. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. You didn't have a bunch of interference that you usually have out of New Japan. You had some psycho spots like a springboard moonsault over the guardrail. A back body drop over the top rope through the table. Teasing uh, the one-winged angel. Omega kicking out of the, the Rainmaker. This is a damn near perfect match. And you had some people, some blowback from Kenny Omega, kind of trashing WWE and TNA guys saying, go out and have a match as good as me. Go out and have have a match as good as me. Hey, stop bitching about it. After this match, stop bitching about it because Kenny Omega went out and had a better match than anybody else can have. He did it. And a year ago, there were talking heads that said, I don't I don't think Kenny Omega's the guy. I don't think Kenny Omega's the guy. And I'm like, he's had good matches with a 10-year-old girl with a blow-up doll. You don't think he's the guy? He made it entertaining. He had matches in like a neighborhood. And he's a guy who trained himself. He didn't have anybody saying, well, this is stupid and wrong to do. And he figured it out on his own. Man, this was cool. This was cool. Something I didn't mention, the women that came out with the Bullet Club in the gauntlet match, uh, that was something. What I didn't like was Carino and Kelly just like, okay, we get it. They're a girl's ringside. I think Okada Omega would have been even better with a good ref because I don't like red shoes. I don't like him. He gives away when somebody's going to kick out, and that bothers me. Don't need to do that. You've got two of the best performers in the universe there. And I've had a lot of people that were like, well, Kenny Omega was in the WWE, even though he said that he wanted to become a legend that never went to WWE. He was in Deep South Wrestling. That ain't a WWE superstar, you guys. That's not in the WWE. I get it. His check said WWE. My checks say a lot of things. It doesn't mean I work for the parent company that owns Fightful.com. I work for Fightful.com and the guy who pays me. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself a... I don't know. I never saw myself. like When I worked at Fansided, I didn't consider myself a writer for Sports Illustrated, even though Sports Illustrated owned Fansided.com. In fact... You're told explicitly, do not say that you are a Sports Illustrated writer. Say that you're a fan-sided writer. Same thing. Kirian George says, Omega could be the Conor McGregor of pro wrestling. Hey, I think it's a pretty good comparison. Maybe not to that level, but... Yeah. Yeah, I like the English commentary. I wonder who they will pick to be the color guy now that Carino's gone because... Striker, uh, he can be a little much. He can be a little much. Maybe Josh Barnett, maybe him. There, there are a real lack of really, really, really good color commentators in pro wrestling. There are some good play-by-play guys. Guy by the name of Tyler Valls. check him out. He did the AAW show in Chicago on Friday. He's he's really good. Uh, I think Kevin Kelly will stay in that play by play spot, but I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Tyler Valls get a shot. And <laughs> maybe, a yeah, boy. Yeah, boy, But boy. Uh, but, yeah, you got to watch that, 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 the Kashida Kamitachi match or Takahashi match and Omega Okada. Omega Okada was just something. It's something, and I knew it was going to go long. I mean, because as I went back and watched it, I see that, um, I saw how much time was left on the show. I was like, okay. And I was still on the edge of my seat the whole time. That's unbelievable. Just, I, There are certain matches that leave you at a loss for words. That's one of them. Like, what can I do? What can I say as a journalist, as, as a talking head, that, that can do that match justice? It was damn near perfect. They mixed in their high spots. They mixed in their chain wrestling. They mixed in their finishers. They mixed in uh, false finishes. Uh, Okada did like uh, – or Omega rather hit his own Rainmaker. Omega hit one of those like – shit, I wish I could remember the name of the move. Like like a front frontwards tombstone where he tucks the arms around the leg – the, oh, and probably my favorite move I've seen in a long time, Omega hit this absolutely sick snap-dragon suplex, snap-dragon superplex. And then he hit a snap-dragon uh, suplex a little bit later. Uh, Okada with a stu- – like, you know you all know how much I hate front drop kicks. Not Okada's. I love Okada's. He did it where it actually looked like it hurt his opponent more. Um, Omega hit a gut-wrench powerbomb that looked unbelievable. This match has to be seen to be believed. Omega double foot-stomped a table into Okada. Go watch the match. Gotch Driver, there you go. That did not feel like a 46-minute match. Man, I wish they did more uh, New Japan, which they are making more of an effort to come into America. So, hot damn. I did a show with uh, Showdown Joe today. I'm in the middle of somehow working one with, with uh, Shane Helms. We're like splicing two or three together. We're talking gimmicks. That release is Friday. Thursday... I think I have yeah, the other Matt Riddle show. We got lots of stuff coming and even more to announce. We've got some cool stuff coming guys. Thank you for bearing with me throughout the, the mounds of shit that Google throws on me guys. And please keep supporting fightful.com. If you want stuff like uh, new Japan coverage in the middle of the night, support us, let people know us about us on Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, share our stories on Twitter, please. Because when, when that gets spread around, it really helps us. And Obviously, the more traffic, the more people we can bring on, the better coverage we can bring you. Thank you guys so much. Subscribe to us, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Until next time, guys, we're out.